This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Hey there, everybody. This is Matt Fonslow with the Diagnosing the Aftermarket A to Z. Believe it or not, Chad Schnitz of Top Gun USA, the Vice President of Top Gun USA, and I have commandeered Remarkable Results Radio Podcast booth. We've thrown Carm out. He's standing there staring at us. He's being nice enough not to beat on the window. So thanks, thanks, Carm, for that. Here we are, episode four. I ran into Chad over at the Top Gun booth. Very impressive, by the way, sir. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad to have you. Very short list of people I asked. Like one, you. <laughs> so if I would have said no. I'd be making this up as I go right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> I'm glad that I can assist. What I liked when I was at the booth is, I mean, of course, the products. And I have some of the products. I, I've purchased the products because, for one, I got the, the Phoenix because lifetime free updates. Two, the Ninja, the key uh, programming tool. I mean, the price is just so much. I couldn't ignore it. And it turns out it's very capable. But what really intrigues me about the, the booth is all the new stuff. So this new technology is very, very intriguing to me because how it looks to help me do my job Monday through Friday in the shop with that car. And I, I think that the easy one to jump on, the most obvious one would be the AR glasses. Yes. The augmented reality glasses. If you could go on about that, that would be great because they that's very intriguing to me. Yeah, absolutely. So I took on the role of vice president for Top Down back in May. When I took that on, one of my big things with the engineering team was, hey, we need to make products that are going to support the technicians, that are going to help our tech support line support the technicians. And we wanted to innovate. We didn't want to just follow the leader. We wanted to do things a little bit different. And one of the challenges that we run into on the tech support line is if playing the game of Pictionary over the phone, if we're trying to understand what the technician is telling us, and the technician has pride, they lie to us all the time. So we said, okay, how do we, how do we jump that gap? How do we get the information that the technician is not telling us, or we're not asking the right questions? How do we see that? So we came up with the idea of augmented reality. And basically what that is, is it puts glasses onto the technician that we can see on our tech support side. So now we can see exactly what they see. But if you think about that, that can be expanded beyond just a FaceTime, right? We can see what they see as they're going around. And we can also project images or information onto their screen that they can see at the same time. So yeah, that'd be cool. You're, you're telling them about something to go here and you could circle it or point an arrow to it. Ah, that's mind-boggling. Exactly. And we can also, while we're talking to them and they're walking around the car, we can say, whoa, stop. What was that? Is that an aftermarket air filter? Is that a, a different mass airflow sensor that wasn't on their original? Somebody messed it up. Somebody's trying to hot, hot rod their car. Okay, let's start here. And we can see that information. We can also put up wiring diagrams. We can put up images or pictures um, and we can kind of go through the process with them. So it gives us a whole lot of dynamic to be able to do that. And that ties right into uh, being able to support them, not only on diagnostics, but think about the ramifications on ADOS. Yeah, yeah. One of the biggest challenges we run into is someone doing an ADOS calibration and it doesn't 
work. The calibration does not succeed. Now what? We can have them put their glasses on and say, hey, go sit in the driver's seat and look through the rearview mirror. And now we can see what the camera of the car is seeing. Because a lot of times our eyes are so smart that we take out the shadows, we take out the reflections. And now we can see that through the camera so we can also assist on that side. So it's something that we're really pushing the envelope on to be able to not only support the technician, support the diagnostic -tician, the ADOS guy, but also to, to help our support team to be better at it. Yeah, they're, they're doing the calibration on a wall, fa facing a wall that's loaded with you know tires, and it's got a white background, and it looks to that camera like a you know a huge target. Yep. So you would never know that, but if they're sitting there with those glasses and they plop down in that driver's seat, and you're like, okay, okay, somebody might have to run to, you know, the store and grab a few canvases or sheets or something to throw up over these tires, and then calibration and, goes through. And we've had instances at my shop at home. I have the fancy LED light strips that go down the center of the room, and couldn't get a calibration to go. I'm like, there's, it's well lit. There's no shadows. Why isn't this going through? That LED strip went right through the middle of that camera, and it just washed it out from the reflection on the windshield. Wow. And we couldn't see that until we took a picture of it with our phone, and yep. then all of a sudden you see that. So yeah, it gives us one more tool in our toolbox to be able to assist that technician to make sure that they finalize that calibration or finalize that repair job. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's really exciting to think about where that could go. And it just plugs right into the scan tool. Yes, absolutely. So it'll plug right into the top of most of our scan tools, especially the new ones that are coming out. And, and that'll be an extra service that you'll be able to provide uh, from our side to, to the technician. Yes. Nice. Nice. What would you say is the next most exciting bit of technology or, I, I know, a tool, not the actual, maybe not the physical tool, but the tool within the tool to help us. Yeah, so there's a lot of, a lot of cool things that we're doing. So if you're at the Apex show, definitely stop by the Top Don booth and, and check it out. But I would say the next big thing that ties onto that same helping the technician is we've developed a remote tool that has a J2534 built into it. So it's a full diagnostic tool and it gives you full capabilities, but let's say you get to that point where I don't know what to do next, we'll be able to jump in and work with you through that process. But also, since it has a J-Box built into it, we're working on that technology to be able to maybe run a different scan tool at the other end, maybe run an OE tool on our side, at our, uh, at our tech support side, and be able to run that through your tool. Maybe you got a car that just came in that needs an ADOS calibration. It just came off of the truck. It doesn't even exist in the books yet. Yep. But we can run the OE tool to be able to help you to maybe finalize that calibration. So it's giving us more ability to finalize those products and to fix that at your shop instead of having to take it down to a dealer. Yep. Uh, and then the, the other major advancement that we're doing is our battery maintainer. And um, I've had people already come to the booth and try and steal it. Uh, one was Matt Skundrich. The other one was Matt you can't trust that Fonslow. Guy. I, you know, you really can't trust that guy. Yeah, there, it seems to uh, try and disappear. Yeah. But so you, I want to see your perspective on this battery maintainer. It's called a T90,000, and it's a battery charger and battery maintainer. From your perspective, from the, just the guy that's seen it for the first time, what did you see on it? Well, I mean, it's eye-catching. I suppose it sounds somewhat silly when we're talking about pieces of uh, equipment or tools or whatever that it's eye-catching. But there is something to that, right? Because if, if something's eye-catching, it's either eye-catching because it's silly and you roll your eyes, or it's eye-catching because I could see where that would fit in my arsenal. Like, the way the, uh, 
battery charger that I saw it is it would set in the corner or set on my shelf easy to grab. Now, you know, I have other maintainers. I like them. They're not so easy to go just grab, right? They, they better be on a cart. Right. Right? Or I have to build some sort of a system or a handle to carry them. It's not something I'm going to go, going to go grab, walk outside, hook up the maintainer, hook up the uh, charger, and walk away. Or walk across the shop. You know, I'm going to have my cart. I better have a dedicated cart for this. Where the first thing I saw with the top done was I could walk over, probably grab the top. Yep. And I'm walking over where I need to go. And I can set it on the floor. I can set it uh, under the hood. I plug it in. I don't have anything to mess around with with the plug-in. And then uh, cable quality really matters. There's a lot of maintainers out there that the maintainer itself is probably just fine. The cables are terrible. Like, you're better off buying the maintainer and then either ordering something online or going down to, a, a, you know, what even the parts store, buying yourself a really nice pair of jumper cables and cutting the ends off. You'd be far better off doing that than using theirs. And so right off the bat, those are two things that jumped out at me. Uh, was just, I, I can see how this is going to fit in. It's, I'm going to have some portability and then just overall quality. So you said something shocking that you can actually pick it up. So why would you not put a handle on your battery maintainer? That just just me. Yeah, the, I think the ones that, I, that I'm thinking of when I talk about that, I think they're kind of meant to be either on a bench, you know. Or on a cart. Right. Yep. And that's just where they go. That's where they sit. You're not moving them around. You have the spot. You pull it up to you. It's sitting on a bench. You hook the cables up. That's fine and dandy. Uh, some shops, that would work just fine. My shop, that would not work. does not work. So when uh, we designed this, we were thinking portability. We, you know, we need to be able to take this in and out. We need to move it from bay to bay. We want it to go everywhere. But the, the cable quality was a huge one for me because I've used those that it's like the, the cables are made out of this hard plastic and they don't bend. And it never lays right. It's always in the way. So this one has silicone cables, so it makes it very flexible. Did you notice the temperature sensor that's built into it? Again, built into the cables so you can monitor the battery temperature. Yeah, so if you're doing a, yep. a long programming session, let's say you're doing a BMW, and it's going to be 10 hours, we can put that temperature sensor on that battery and, and monitor the battery temperature so we don't boil it. So we can you know, constantly maintain that, that voltage and the amperage. So it's, it's pretty trick. We, it does 12 and 24 volts. It can do up to 50, plus 15 volts, uh, constant power at 90 amps. Sorry, I don't want to make it a, a sales pitch, but it's, it's a cool product that fits into the shop. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I, I see how it, you know, you'd be sitting at home listening to this going, oh boy, here, here's the commercial. And I, you know, I sympathize greatly. I, I kind of hate when that happens. This isn't so much about the, the product specifically, but it's the, the thought process going into the design. Because that's kind of the big thing with an up-and-coming company like Top Done to, to, to feel like you can jump on board with. And, you know, you're not alone by any means, but there's to be in on that ground floor and they take what you say seriously. Like so many companies that have been there for us for decades, I don't know that they listen to us anymore. Right. I don't know if they're interested in what I have to say or you have to say or, you know, whoever owns Joe's Garage over here. We're a smaller company, and I don't have a board of directors that I have to answer to. I don't have a bunch of investors that I have to answer to. So they're coming to me and saying, Chad, what do we need? Yep. And, and they're saying, hey, Chad, I got an idea. And I say, okay, change this, fix this. 
touch this, and I'll send one to some influencers that say, you know what, if you change these things around, and so we can start executing some great products and on a fast timeline uh, to be able to get the technicians the products yeah. they need. Well, and you're accessible, like social media, the top, I think you have Top Done USA uh, Facebook page. Yep, on Facebook, correct. That you personally are active on, you personally are approachable. So somebody has an idea, somebody has a comment, um, you know, constructive criticism is always welcomed. And then it seems like something happens because of it, something positive. If that's a sales pitch, it's an unfortunate <laughs> sales pitch because God, that's what we want from our companies is, hey, you know, I got to use this stuff and I am paying money to use it. For crying out loud, would you listen to some of my ideas for the next version, the next generation? And I'm on a lot of the Facebook groups where people are, you know, talking about, I wish I saw, or I wish I had. And I monitor those things. I, and I, I tally those. I keep track of that. And I have a, a large group of people that will just instant message me and say, hey, have you ever thought about this? I wish I could do this. I thought about this. And we can't do everything. No manufacturer can. But I can take some of those ideas and go, ooh, I can run with that. Yep. I never thought about that. So, yeah, we're always looking to innovate. We're always looking for that feedback. Yep. Sticking with the battery charger stuff, it's those little things like that. I mean, it means a lot. And not only influences a purchase, of course, but also seeing you at any company, not just Top Done. There's, there's a lot of companies that they're regularly at trade shows paying big bucks, big bucks to have that booth for a few minutes, you know, few moments of your time, few minutes of your time. Um, I know I've vented about this before. I, I think when we're attending these shows, especially when there's training, the reason the training is as affordable as it is is because of what you guys shell out to have that booth. It is. It's an investment for us to, to be at the show, to have the booth, to set it up, to have the manpower. But it's, a, it's an investment that is, the return is exponential. And we get to, to talk to the people that are just coming through. We get to pull people out of the aisles and say, what do you think? And we get to learn from the technicians. Now, I've been, uh, I haven't been a technician fixing cars every day for the past seven years. You know, so I'm starting to fade out of that, that knowledge base. So I want to know, what are you guys looking for? What do you need? And, and these are the shows that we get to do that. So the investment's well worth it for us to get to see and and shake hands with people again and see their smiling face when we take the masks off that we're supposed to be wearing all the time. You know, I say it too, just to keep urging people, whatever that trade show is, be it Apex, be it Vision, be it, you know, any number of them, please spend some of your time perusing these booths, interacting with you guys, asking legitimate questions. We kind of owe that little bit to them as a thank you for doing that because you guys stop coming now the training isn't a couple hundred bucks anymore for the weekend. Right, right. You know what I mean? And it's, we don't have that ambiance anymore. Uh, so it's, if you want a sales pitch out of this, the sales pitch is, is, you know, attend the trade shows, attend your training, and then spend some time in those booths, th you know, thanking them for being there, affording them a few moments of your time. Uh, I, I mean, I can't stress that enough. Too often, we feel like we pay our money Whatever it is, you know, if it's a weekend thing or a few days, we pay for our training, we go to our training, we feel like we did our part, and I think we missed the big picture. Right. I think that just too often the vendors get forgotten about. I don't know if influence is quite the right word, though. How much effect they have on the show itself, the quality of the show, 
quality of the trainers, and, it, and it's kind of a compound effect. They work together where you get better trainers, better turnout, better vendors, better trainers, better turnout, better vendors, more vendors, bigger booths, you know, quote unquote, better booths, if you will. And then that interacting time where you get to sit and talk to somebody like a Chad Schnitz and say, hey, you know what? I have this, I have that, I like them, but eh, or, you know, I've been looking at this. I've heard a lot about this. Can you show me more? You know, you have an expert uh, or experts, plural, in the booth. You have a specific question maybe on a vehicle, maybe a function on a vehicle. You know, I brought up the Ninja. You could be in there asking somebody specifically about programming a, you know, proxy key, maybe struggling with it, and they've got somebody in there that has done it. Absolutely. Right? And they can go, well, okay, here's a few ideas. Let's jot this down, or I'll take you over to this tool, and I'll show you. Some of the vendors at shows, they get a bad rap. Oh, you're only here to sell me something. No, I'm here to give you knowledge. Yeah. You know, if if you ask me something and, I, and my tool doesn't do it, I'm going to tell you what tool does. Yeah. And I am I'm a, a tool junkie. And I love going around to talk to the other uh, to the other technicians, the other the other booths. Uh, there's actually a booth here that they're releasing a an ATV tool, and I said, hey, I need one of those. I got a side by side. I need one of those. So you know, I'm always constantly going around and learning from these vendors. You know, I'm a vendor. They're not trying to sell me on something, but I'm getting the knowledge. And there's a huge value in that. Well, yeah. And if you're here trying to sell your stuff, well, no kidding. But if you already have it or you don't and you're thinking about it, to go in there and learn about it. Because, you know, it's not some slick old um, used car salesman thing going on over there, right? Right. I'm not selling you stuff. You know, <laughs> yeah. They're not, oh, come with me. Yeah. You know, you need one of these. And oh, would you like to buy a timeshare? Yeah. Aren't you sick of coming home just exhausted? Long day trying to fix these cars. You need this. Right. It's going to solve all your problems. <laughs> but you might learn, you know, I, don't, I can't say how many times it's often that I already own the piece of equipment and I go into the booth and I'm just shooting the breeze. And the next thing you know, somebody's showing me something it does that I didn't know it did. Oh, yeah. I'm almost a stalker in some booths because I'll stand behind people and let them ask questions. Because it's a question I never thought of. Right, yeah. And I overhear what they said. I go, oh, that's yep. good. Yep. I didn't know I could do that. That's an option. That's a good idea. And, uh, you know, just sometimes you just hang out in booths you like just to hang out and, and hear what other people are talking about, other people are conversating about. And sometimes we can learn from them. Sometimes we can drop some knowledge on them as well. That's awesome. Well, what do you think? Anything else? Anything cool? I would, you guys got the tool coming out yet that I can plug in and just tells me what's wrong with the car? Uh, so the, the next tool we're going to release has a fix the car button. All right. It also has a trunk monkey. So whenever you push <laughs> the fix the car button, the monkey comes out and beats the car up with a wrench. Uh, so we are also working on a, uh, a program harder button. So if it doesn't work, you just keep pushing the button and, and program it harder. <laughs> I can't wait for that product. <laughs> it's going to be really expensive and it has no warranty. <laughs> Wow. I really, really appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, it's it's great to come on and to to talk to, to all your listeners. And, you know, we're a new company. We're still we're still growing. We're still getting our name out. And I appreciate you letting me come on and, uh, and, and spread the vision. And make sure that you, you know, go down to the lower level. And a lot of times that was referred to as Chinatown and people <laughs> yeah. didn't come down here. And, uh, and this is where all the diagnostics yep. is happening. This so is if where you're the at best the show, stuff is. Come check it out. Touch stuff. We everybody's got products on display that you can touch, feel, push buttons, and uh, and see if you can break it. Yep. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, this is Matt Fonzo, diagnosing the aftermarket A to Z. 
with the Aftermarket Radio Network. And you can download and follow me on any of your favorite podcast apps. Uh, again, if you guys think of something you'd like to hear talked about, any ideas, want to come on the show, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to Matt Fonslow diagnosing the aftermarket A to Z on the Aftermarket Radio Network. Follow Matt on your favorite listening app. He's very interested in what you have to say. Let him know what you'd like him to cover and come on the show. Matt is all for advancing the aftermarket. Find Matt Fonslow on social media and connect. We're on aftermarketradionetwork.com.